0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Gav Jones and welcome to the Ken 7 podcast. Ken 7 is a football fan work company which helps to promote and raise funds for the Marina Dalglish appeal. The audio podcast you are about to listen to with myself, Sir Kenny and Paul Dalglish, was recorded a few days ago, but from now on, you'll be able to listen to all Ken7 audio podcasts through your free subscription to Anfield Index as and when they are released. We are also recording video of all our podcasts, including this one, so if you want to watch our chats with Sir Kenny, these will be available for you to watch on our YouTube channel, which you can find by going to ken7.com forward slash YouTube. As an introductory offer, we would love to offer the listeners of AI 10% off our products. So go to the website www.ken7.com and enter the code AnfieldIndex10 at checkout. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Okay, welcome to the inaugural Ken Seven podcast. My name is Gav Jones, and this is the first of a series of regular podcasts that will feature the fortunes of Liverpool Football Club during the current season. Let's get straight into it. And joining me is none other than Liverpool and Celtic and Scotland legend Sir Kenny Dalglish and Miami FC coach Paul Dalglish. How are we, boys? Good, Gav. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've got no banter for me because I thought I was going to get hammered. There's, there's nothing what happening? Nothing early, no.
1: Don't know. Where, I don't know if his head's on the right way round. <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> Definitely playing a three-five-two on top there, Gab. The wing backs are pushing on, aren't they? <laughs> uh,
0: now, now I feel like I'm I'm twelve again. Brilliant. That's what you, I wanted. Do you die? You beard. What? Yeah, you know what? I'm a beard. Do you want to just do, do like forty minutes on my beard because I can No, I'm that. just asking. But do you, do you use the same colour on your head as you do on your beard? I don't do dye my hair. Are we? Be are it. we? Are we chatting? What do you do on your barnet? Shining. He's,
2: Gavin. <laughs> Gavin, he's hoping you'll send him your beard
0: and he'll dye it. <laughs> do you want me it to on? shave it off, and I'll send you some. I'll donate some for you, lad. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. It's
1: all right, but I just to be fair, Gav, you're, you're hanging on out there, aren't you? Really,
0: with them wingbacks? Look, they're pushing on. That's like Robertson and Trent, now. mate. That's all. That's all shaved. That's all style, mate. Anyway, let's get style. back to it. Subjective,
1: isn't it? Subjective
0: right. word style. All right. All right. Well, listen. It's, it's we're gonna no get, stylish. <laughs> we're going to get chat generally around the two games that Liverpool have just had and the one with Brighton at the weekend and on some broader issues. But, Kenny, I just wanted to ask you first. You've been going to the games. What's it like to be there and how do you think it's affecting the players? Uh, it
2: was, you look forward to it at the beginning. Because obviously there was, we had gone with football for a long time, and uh, when when we uh, when you get used to going, you, you go go and you and you wait for people to turn up and cheer and watch the game, and at the beginning of the match, it's strange, you know. You'll never walk alone. You still get it's it's eerie when they sign it it's brilliant, it's emotive but it's it's a different emotion to what it is when there's a full house and the most important thing Gavin is we've got football, you can go and watch it, right, either if you're fortunate like myself to get in or you can watch it on the television uh, and the most important thing is people's welfare and they have to do it because it's the fright that there's going to be a, a mad number of Uh, people who will contact coronavirus if they just opened the gates and let people in. So you can understand the caution, but um, I think it's as as good a spectacle as what they could have put on. And probably the best spectacle, and not just because it was won in the Premier League, but the best spectacle it was on was the presentation of the Premier League trophy. Oh, because you were in it? No, because oh no, that's the, not. There was you no know, there. Modest, right? there was nobody there to watch it. But by the way, what a show? Oh, you were there. I saw you on the t. You know, I was with there. the master.
1: Yeah, I right. was
2: fortunate. I was one of the fortunate ones to be asked yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, and and Kelly me, was uh, doing the telly. Kelly on the telly, aye. Yeah. Got
0: a yeah. monopoly. The Dalgliesh family have got a monopoly, haven't they? It just cut me out. I'm the black sheep of the family. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, have you found watching the games on on telly? Do you, do you listen? Do you watch it without the crowd noise? No, I like
1: it when they pipe that in because I think that it's. I don't know. It's a. I don't like the silence and hearing the you know hearing the players talk and the you know the the thud of the ball and I, I just. I don't like it, you know, the echo going around the stadium. I just don't like it. I don't like it. So I, I always try and have the, the crowd noise in the background and they're getting better and better at it, to be fair, of, of piping the sound in and making it you know, relevant to the moment of the game. But yeah, I, I uh, as my dad said, it's good to just have football. But for me, and I, I believe football without fans is, you know, as they say, is nothing. And, I, and it, you can see that now. I think the players have got much more competitive. I think the level of the game has been really high. Since we've, you know, especially since the start of the new season, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to, to have football, but
2: it's not the same. It? I don't think it's a coincidence, coincidence either. The number of away teams or away results, yeah, they've had in the football. I think that's yeah. a reflection of how important the crowd is to the home team, but also, yeah. like everything else. If there's no crowd, it's going to affect some people. Sometimes yeah. it'll affect them adversely. Sometimes it might be positive. Yeah. they're both a bit edgy, they make a mistake and the crowd are on their back, they don't get that. Yeah. Some people get a, a right buzz out of the crowd chanting their names and yeah. going out and cheering when they do something. And they've missed that as well. So I think it's, I think it's more of a leveller. And I think it gives the opposition team a bit more... Few when they turn up and try to play, and there's no the supporting crowd that that's usually mm. there. For the smaller clubs, anyway. For the big clubs, I think the crowd is usually important, but I don't think it affects them as much as what it does for the smaller clubs.
1: Would I you think- say there's less to deal with psychologically, Dad? You know, from a mm. would you say there was less pressure? You know, because sometimes, as you said, sometimes if you go to, if you know, it it can go both ways. You you go to play at Anfield and, and the home fans. Are behind Liverpool, the opposition, it can be intimidating for the for the opposition, but vice versa. You know, if you're playing at Man United and they're going through a bad time and the fans are getting on the home team's back, then it can be hard for the home team as well. So, do you think that, that would you say that it's hard in it because you're not playing it? But no. it seems to me like it'd be a little bit less pressure when you turn up at the game. Well, well if you take the game the other night there, Liverpool
2: and Atalanta, when Liverpool went behind, you can imagine if it was a full house there,
1: yeah. mm.
2: Liverpool full five in a European night, they'd have been right behind them and they'd have been giving them a lift and an incentive to go forward. Know that they never tried to go forward, but there wasn't the fear in the opposition team that the crowd maybe give them.
0: You yeah, know, the team
2: yeah. So they they have a wee bit more confidence. And I think yeah. they also they maybe think that they've got a wee bit more time on it than what they actually have. So they, they were more composed in possession than in the defensive part of the pitch, But as I say, it's pros and cons. You've just got to go on with it and accept it for what it is. And you might not like it, but then sometimes you don't like it when there's a full house either.
0: Kenny, just on an individual level, just talking about what you're talking about there, do you think there's players who will prefer the fact that there's no crowd there, there's no one getting on the back?
2: There, there might be some like that. There may be some like that. But it also affects a team that has great support throughout the team. Like for Liverpool or somebody else be big supporters. Because the support don't get on their boys back. They wind up. They get them to push forward. They incentivize them. They, they mm. really drive them forward. And the reaction mm. between the crowd and, and Jürgen is missing for us as well. And it's a great credit to the players that they've done as well as they have. To lose that game against Atalanta what was that? Sixty-three games, and I know they've no all been in lockdown, but to go as long in lockdown as well and no losing at home speaks volumes for for them and their attitude. And I think that there's the got thing to be an home.
1: asterisk. There's got to be an asterisk by the one the other night, but the team that that Liverpool put out. You know, I know they. I know Liverpool went out to win the game, but there was a there was a. It wasn't a Liverpool team that we'd normally see on a European night.
2: No, it wasn't a team you normally see but it's a team that you thought would win
1: Yeah
2: You you never put a team out to lose, do you? No No. So you put the team out that you think is good enough to win They beat them 5-0 in their own pitch so you thought there must be a chance that they're going to beat them here as well and I hope it doesn't affect the younger boys uh, losing the game because Curtis was excellent against Leicester They had a few young ones out that game as well uh, a few changes in that game, and they made Leicester look very ordinary. So he puts the teams out because he thinks he's going to win. Look at the, when they put the kids out against Arsenal, five each. Yeah, beat them in penalty. It's a great experience for the kids to play. What's brilliant? Team. It's even greater when it's when there's a crowd in. But yeah. I don't think. I hope it doesn't affect them
1: because it shouldn't. Don't think- I don't think it will, Dad. It was, you know, I think Liverpool gave themselves that option by winning the first three games in the group, ah. you know, and, and so it, it gave them the option they could they they, they could do that. Um, yeah. So it was uh, the the young guys. Well, it doesn't matter. The experience will be will be better for them coming well, through. Well, the
2: injuries, yeah. the injuries also gave them no option. Yeah, but to make the yeah. changes because they've yeah. got to safeguard themselves. As you rightly say, they'll qualify through the section, and that's no being... That's going to be blasé. They've got a difficult game with Ajax and they've got to go Mitterland, which going to be played in Dortmund because of the situation of Denmark with Covid. So they'll play that game in Dortmund. What do they need? A point, maybe? They get through. They beat Ajax or they get a point against Ajax. They're home alone. Yeah. So. I think it was well worked out, although he would never, they would never, Paul, none of the players would never want to go out and lose a game. The manager doesn't want to go out and no. lose a game. But it, it was a time when they had to sit back a wee bit and say, this is what we're doing. And after the result against Leicester was a fantastic result and a great performance. And Leicester were taught with the league when that game was about to be played, Tottenham just nicked in front of them. So that was a big result against Leicester and a, a big performance. And, hugely important for the development of the younger players
0: just going back to you mentioned Curtis Jones there and younger players Curtis Jones I watched quite a lot when he was playing in the under 23s and coming through and he he, he seemed to be an unbelievably talented player then but the Curtis Jones that we're seeing now seems a bit more measured and a bit more composed and he doesn't he doesn't take risks as much youth is that something that the coaching staff will be drilling into him. Are they get trying to get him a, a more, uh, you know, mature player as quickly as possible?
2: Yeah. And also what, the, what they probably say to Curtis is, you've got fantastic ability, right? But we've got to nurture it in the right way. You don't need to roll your foot over the top of the ball and do overs and one thing or another. Every goal you score don't need to be a fantastic goal, although... Thanks very much. you have score some great goals for us. But you just simplify it, but don't take away your ability and don't take away your technique because he is a talented boy Uh, and he has got a really good chance. So they would just give him some reassurance at the same time, try to cut out the unnecessary bit. But he's got it in his locker if he needs it.
1: Yeah. The other part as well, Dad, Gav, is that when you're playing in your own age group, he's the guy. You know, he, and he can, people look at him to to do something and you can probably get away with doing a little bit more. Whereas when you are the young player coming into the first team, you're playing with loads of world-class players. So you might not, you might, you don't need to do what you did when you were playing in the 23s. You know, you because your other teammates around, you can do similar things. So you can, you can, you tend to simplify your game a little bit because you're playing with other great players. The big thing the big thing
2: for him is his reaction if he was having to go back and play in the 23s. Mm. To school, he, he's got to know within himself the expectation, isn't it, today, the foot over the top, it's step overs, cross, is to just do what you do good and that's pass it properly at the right time, proper pace on the ball, have a hit if you want to have a hit. If somebody's in a better position, give it to him. You don't need to go win the game yourself. You might make a huge contribution, but you're not going to win it on your own. So it's, it's interesting to see what the reaction is when they go back to the the 23s. But from back... he, he's been superb. I don't think he'll be back mm. there too quickly.
0: I was going to say, some, from back in the day, that would have been something you would have... Let's throw him back in the 23s, see how he reacts. But the way I look at him at the moment is he's very much a squad player. He's a member of the squad, mm. regardless of age. Do you think that that's what they'll do, or do you, do you think that he's he's in now?
2: I think it will depend. They'll look at him in training, see how he does in training, and see what his attitude is in training. And if he needs a wee the reminder, they might they might very well do it. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter what age you're, Gavin. It's what what level you're at with your ability mm. that matters. And he's he's high level with that, and he has an asset to have. And then around the squad. But it won't play every game, but and then around the squad is a is a great attribute to have.
1: I think I think starting him against Leicester shows the trust in him and yeah. the the you know the 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 level that Jurgen obviously thinks he's at, but I, I think he's I think he's got a big, big future me. I think yeah. he's really, really good.
0: Mm. Just talking about you were talking about squads there and Sort of, I remember in the 80s, obviously, you only had one substitute, and the squad thing didn't really seem to be a thing. Although I do remember in 86, there's a, a, a match of the, bit of match of the day footage where the camera pans on the bench, and we've got Mulby, Walk, Walch on the bench. And I think John Motson mentions the strength in depth at Liverpool. Kenny, what, at what time did you feel like the squad system was something that needed to be considered? more than you know maybe the 80s I think Shankly talked about um back in Shanks' day it was the same 11 players for most of the season wasn't it?
2: Well we had a season like that as well Did like you? 79, 80 we had 14 players for 42 league games Wow and we lost 16 goals and scored 85 Wow that was the one season Um. The pitches were worse than what they are now, the bowling greens now, the pictures now. But you gotta remember it came in you could only go on as a substitute if you were injured. So obviously there was a few people started limping that were okay. <laughs> 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 and they started to take the one then it went to two, then three, then five, and I think there's something to be said about uh, having five subs if it's possible now because the games are coming thick and fast for them. Um, the travel is no insignificant either. So the the the, the welfare of the players are, are are important, and it's important that um, that you give them the best possible chance to be fit for games. But also, I think it would be it would be a huge advantage to the teams with the bigger squads. And the, the more wealthy teams that can afford to have big squads and a higher quality of players, because they can the, the, the size of their squads and the quality in the squad, it benefits them if they get more substitutions. If your manager is good at making the substitutions, and who manager is good at making the substitutions?
1: How about um, this for an idea? Right in the interest. I don't like it. No, don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> the, right? The, you, uh, you can have, you can, have uh, you can make substitutions. You can bring on two players. Say you've made your three, but you want to make two more. The fourth and the fifth one would have to be an under-21 player to try and give the opportunity to, to young players. So you use them. If, say, you're 3-0 up, then you can make a fourth and a fifth substitution and get people minutes.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Um, as I said earlier, it's not your age that gets you a game; it's your ability. But it encourages.
1: Paul, it encourages Paul, you to. Th- there's to other ways. Young, there's other advantage.
2: ways it can be encouraged. Why don't they allow? Why don't they allow the Premier League teams that would like to do it to maybe support financially one of the lower division teams and lend them some players, put a coach in of the Premier League team's choice. That's the same wavelength as their coach. And then see so, how they develop for there. You don't so the, get a,
1: basically that you you uh take away you don't become a feeder team, but you become an affiliation of, uh, uh,
2: but, yeah. but the, the principle is to be a feeder team. I'm not talking about putting twenty players in there, I'm talking about four or five, and the the rest of it would be their own. You you could appoint the manager, the coach. Because you want the boys to be taught a similar, there are similar scenarios what you have about how you teach. But then again, I don't think it does any of any harm to go to a club. They've the, no the, got the all the luxuries that they have at Liverpool and all the fantastic facilities. And for them to go and see what like it is for a guy married with two kids, bringing home a win bonus in his wage packet at the end of that month. It's just up it with Rich Williams, doesn't it? What? Just Rhys Williams, high. just yeah, yeah. He went to Kidderminster.
0: Mm.
1: Well, there's a balance, right? There's a balance because you know they. I think the the lower league clubs would love investment, but they care about their club as much as what the big teams care about theirs. So I think there's it's a very very sensitive topic, really, about feeder teams because they the teams want to keep their own identity. Um but they also need the money. So the I don't know what the solution is for, for well, independent no, no, supporters. If if the if the club,
2: right, who's given them the players and the players are good enough, surely it's going to raise the ambitions of the lower division club because they're going to be competing for promotion, they're going to be competing for Loads of other things. Maybe the, the lower levels of the cup and try and get as far as you can in cup tie cup cup t- competitions. But if you were drawing against your feeder club, by the way, don't don't leave the players out because I think for me that's saying well if you're going to play against your parent club, right? Because it's your parent club, you're not going to score or you're not going to try and stop them. I'll tell you, that's an incentive. You're playing against the team that owns you as a lone player, and you don't want to impress them. A a lot of times it's... I'm sorry, I
1: I can't see that. A lot of times it's the the main club that says that they can't play against them because they don't want to be embarrassed.
2: It's it's the regulations. Yeah. Yeah. It's the regulations, right? In Europe you can play, but you can't do it at home. that, That That is, for me, that would be... I would be feeling salty if they said that I wouldn't be trying against the team that owns me. Who owns you?
0: I'm
2: glad this is Welsh. She doesn't play.
0: <laughs> Boys, just going back to um, the Leicester game. Um, obviously, Bobby F- Firmino played really well. He had a great performance. Scored a goal of, I had to a, a, a few goals. Obviously, um, Kenny, I was just wondering what you thought about strikers' confidence from the position of a player and a manager. How do you try and get a striker's confidence back as a you know for yourself when you're a player, but also as a as a manager? How do you how do you manage to 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 get the best out of someone when they're, they're suffering a little bit?
2: Oh, well, the fact that you pick them gives them a great deal of confidence as well. And you can't just judge people by goals, especially Roberto Firmino. The, the other work that he does is fantastic in and around the pitch. Not necessarily making goals or scoring goals, but just being in and around and just being on the pitch and just his movement and the positions that he takes up off the other two. The understanding he's got with Sadio and, and Mo is fantastic, and the, the, what's between his two ears. It's hugely important as well because he's an intelligent player. So, yeah, everybody knows and, and nobody will know more than Bobby himself that he's, what was it, three goals he scored in, what, 18 months or something at, at Anfield. But, as I say, the, the contribution that he's made over and above the goals has been fantastic. And the header he bulleted in mm. against uh, Leicester was a beauty. And then he hit the post twice after that. If you ever in doubt, just look at his medals. Ah, uh, it's a bad line, that Paul.
1: No, but well, he's <laughs> got the medals. Doesn't he, to prove. I mean, he's, they've won the European Cup. They won the Premier League. He's been a main man and a main in a key position in a team. You know, it's it's. And don't forget the
2: World Club Championship, which means an awful lot to the Brazilians. Probably yeah. more to the Brazilians than the British pitchers.
1: Well, you know that when you played in it against Flamengo. Uh,
2: yeah. It went well, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we, what did was well the
1: we enjoyed getting there. <laughs> <laughs> those, those look, for the old for the old players that was a holiday, wasn't it? Really, with a game of football. Oh, it was
2: a holiday. We were on a plane for. I don't, it seemed like two days. <laughs> so you couldn't you couldn't fly over Russia. So we had to go. Really? We went one way, and. The, the clocks went forward. We went the other way. Oh, no, it went back. And then we went the other way around the thing. And it was Tuesday. And we Jesus, we didn't even know if it was New York or New Year.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
2: It was a long travel to it's, Japan.
0: It, it's mad that we had all that success but didn't ever win the World Club Championship. Um no, from what you've just descri- described... <laughs> It was
1: like a charity shield back then, though, Gav. You know, like now the charity shield's is classed as a trophy. You know, the, right. the charity shield was never classed as a trophy back then. Like, the, there was no real importance to that in in uh, back then. There's a lot more importance attached to, to the competition now in, in, in Europe, for sure. It wasn't, it wasn't
2: like we, we didn't try to win it, but it was just of... It wasn't like it didn't have the same elevation as a Champions League final or anything else. We were going to win here, but it was we had to go and play? and We wanted to win, but we just we couldn't get the message for for your brain to your feet. It was it was just all out of sorts. Martin. We get beat twice anyway. We went twice, I think. Get beat twice.
0: It wasn't as much of a big thing. I mean, they've made a big thing of it now, like it's actually a tournament and. Um, I think back then, you know, it was just—was it was just one game, or did you play a semi-final first? One game, was it? Uh, I mean, it was, Manchester
2: United was, played in it. Manchester United played in it a few years ago, ninety-nine. And they get they got a pass through the the FA Cup, didn't they? In the third round?
1: No, they I, they redu- they never played in the FA. They went through. Yeah, went through from the FA Cup. Yeah.
2: Mm. Well, and they got permission for the FA to do that. Yeah. So it went up a good bit in their estimation as well for what it used to be.
0: Mm. Just uh, looking ahead at the game on Saturday, guys, Kenny, how do you, How do you? or Paul, actually, let's have your thoughts as a coach, how would you look to pick the players up for the game or do you see it as compartmentalised, let's forget about it and, you know, let's crack on?
1: I, I don't think, I think when you, I, I don't think they need picked up at all. I think that they are, they're uh, unbelievably motivated group of players. I think that's the most impressive thing about them is the hunger. You know, after every disappointment they've ever had, they've always, they've always, uh, they've always come back stronger. They, you know, they go toe-to-toe with Man City. Um, The amount of points they got, they came back the next year. Um, They came back the next year and won it. Real Madrid, get beat by Real Madrid in the Champions League final, come back the next year and win it. So it's, this team, this is not even a disappointment. This is just a slight inconvenience, uh, a slight so it slight kind of bump in the road. But the, I don't expect to see anything different to what we saw against Leicester. I, I don't. I don't think this is a, something where they need picked up. This team, if you look at the sample size of what they've done over a big a big period of time, th- there's nothing to pick them up for. Can oh, you
2: give me be- that Paul? I would agree with that, what you say but first time for everything. Well, maybe no, but
0: agree <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> the, the- I think, disagree
2: for the sake of it. I, I agree, I think, I
1: agree, been, bots, I
2: think there's always a bot. Come on, wait, no, wait. no, no, there's no but. I uh, think that that is a, one of the greatest assets that they have the desire to win, to be successful, and that comes from obviously the managers like that anyway. But there's no crowd there to whirl them on so they've yeah. done it everything done from within and apart from uh, um, Aston Villa game there's, they've, uh, they've really proved themselves that they enjoyed the first success but i think they realize the second one's even better so they're well <laughs> up for the league championship and the 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 injuries that they've had They've not looked upon it as feeling sorry for themselves. They've looked upon it positively, and they'll get themselves dusted up, brushed in, and they'll get at Brighton. And if if you're Brighton, you're sitting waiting for the backlash. So that's that's the level I think the Liverpool have held. On.
1: Here's something I heard. Did you watch the uh, the like the thing that Trent and Robbo were doing? And it, there was, I was watching it the, the other day when they're in the car and they're speaking to each other. Wingman. Wingman, right? Yeah. So watching that and there was something about being a big game and they, they made a joke out of it saying, oh, there is no big game. They're all big games. Every game's a big game when you play for Liverpool. And it was, it was a mindset that I think has been created by the manager because you hear him speak a lot. And, and one of the things is, one of the things that he always talks about, Jürgen, yeah, when you hear him, he said, don't worry about the past because it's gone. Don't worry about the future because it's not happened yet. Just worry about this moment. And he's always talked about the moment. And it's actually actually a spirituality thing. And I know he's quite religious, Jürgen, right? But it's uh, like living, living in the moment. And that's how I think the team plays. They live in the moment. They are always ready in the moment. They never seem to, to go through peaks and troughs, that, that mentality to be consistent uh and take every game as important as the next is for me is as my dad said, that's I think that is the that is the the biggest attribute this team's got. Because even even a team you played in dad, you had good games and bad games. You know, you you this team's just everybody does Paul. Yeah, yeah. But this team just seems to be this team just seems to be yeah my dad's team was a great every- team. The the team you had when you managed in the in the eighties as well was a great team. Um, but, but see
2: team time was... time time kids you on. Times makes you think that I don't remember the bad games because everybody wants to be positive and look yeah. look back at the good ones. And these what these lads are exactly the same. Yeah.
1: They
2: won't look I don't, back. I don't it's
1: just even even if you just looked at it, they, they this team always finds a way, it seems. Like they, I think there was yeah. something like I, I looked at it last year and, and I was actually speaking to our players about it and I was saying it was an incredible number. I can't remember the exact number, but it was an incredible number of games that were, that were, that were uh, decided by one goal or, or yes. less. So it, that's a mentality thing. You know, they found a way. Somebody was always ready to step up to either make a defensive uh, action to stop a goal or to, to, to take a chance or make a pass that created a chance. But they just they were just they're just ruthless. Ah. Just ruthless. And and it, it was at both ends of the pitch. They 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 find a way. And then when they do get the nose in front, they tend to stay there.
2: Yep. That's very eloquently put, Paul. Oh. Hey, the private wow. education as well worked <laughs> That's the first time as well. Great. That's, the, that's the first time that's the first time I've heard that used. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm uh, I'm I'm feeling like it this is not right, you two agreeing with yourselves. I'm just used to you fighting normally.
2: Come on, God, behave yourself. <laughs> uh, behave yourself. We can't yeah. any, just
0: out. just just um just on the point of mentality, and you kind of covered it a little bit, but would there have been anything said at the beginning of the season about the fact that we're now champions and we're gonna go and win again? Or would it just be business as usual? Um I don't
2: think you need to remind them that they were champions, and world club champions, and until the Champions League was replayed, Champions League champions as well. So, no, I think they know what they won, and they know they enjoyed it, and that's the incentive.
1: But Dad, tell the story see if you can repeat it. Tell the story about uh, Ronnie Moran when he came into the, the dressing room with the medals, because it's a similar mindset. I think that this team's got. The mindset that was in Liverpool back then. Yeah, he just used to
2: commend me a wee cardboard box at the start of the season, and it was I don't know medals, sixteen medals or something and he said, "There you are." He said, "There for you, if you think you deserve one, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go and take it." And then their ambition was to be in the Charity Shield the following year. Because that meant that they were either league champions or FA Cup winners. That was all they set it out to be.
1: Yeah, it was, it was like by no, the way, no well done, no no big celebration.
2: Yeah, was. Was, oh, we did was, we did celebrate, right? He did celebrate, and there was well done, but there was they made sure that you wasn't carried away.
1: I'm talking about when you so came back, when you, when, I mean, there's obviously celebrations at the time, but when you came back to start the new season, it was done.
2: No, It was done, aye. You found your yeah. celebration, you've yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. And you deserved it. But by the way, yeah. you get nothing for nothing. Yeah. Oh no, they, was, well, they were all very good at keeping your feet in the, in the floor, yeah. but you didn't need that in the dressing room. There was no big time party players. It was... And if... Because of the strength of the dressing room that was set up through when Shanks came in and built up through Shanks then into Bob, by the time we get there, you're only one or two players coming in every year and you just conform to what the rest of them are like. And that's it. You're, you're humble, you're, you're appreciative. You know you the great desire is there to win. So you're not going to try and be big time, Charlie, because they've all won more than what you'd won when you walked into the dressing room.
0: Seem to remember Peter Beardsley talking about Ronnie Moran getting the the um, the medals out, and he Peter Beardsley went over to the box, picked a medal up, and Ronnie Moran, went, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a bit well, harsh because Peter Beardsley was outstanding, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic thing to keep you on your your feet on your ground, and like you said, Kenny, the, the club were brilliant at that back in the day. But, do you know that.
2: But, that? but and the boys were always always receptive there. Oh,
1: that, that's that's what I was going to say. It, you can be like that if you're winning. You know, I think that I think that that's management, right? So if you've got the best team in the world, which Liverpool were at the time, then you want to stop them from getting carried away. But if you're if you're working with someone at I don't know a lower league team, then you want to try and make them feel better than what they are as well to try and to help them improve. So it's it was ex rather than saying that's the right way to to manage it was the right way to manage that group of players you know and they, and they were they were intelligent enough to know what everybody needed they were they were incredible at what they did that they all boot, boot boys incredible.
2: It, It's a way to manage success yeah I mean if you're struggling at the bottom level of the league, especially nowadays in the Premier League. If you finish fourth ball, A lot of teams probably celebrate that more than what the teams that finished halfway up did. Yeah. So it's, every success is success starts with staying in the premiership, which is I think Liverpool would then be wee bit higher on that. But for a lot mm-hmm. of teams that is that is fourth ball is a as a target point name for. And anything else over and above that is a relative success for those irrespective of the or reflective of the club who gets that position. I mean Aston Villa last year, but they no fourth bottom.
1: Hmm. They, yeah, just missed,
2: yeah. they just they just must get relegated. And yeah. by the way rightly so, they celebrated. Rightly yeah. so. And they've come I out think- this year and they've been a wee bit Hot and cold. Won when you when they wanted them to win, and lost when you thought they would have won.
1: But
0: mm.
2: they're still there where they are, and they're doing better this year than they did last year.
0: Mm. Just to uh, just to finish, guys, because I know Kenny, you want to go and uh, have your tea. Um... Oh, is it only me? That eats?
2: <laughs> you don't look as if you did too badly yourself Gavin.
0: <laughs> you know what as soon as I said that I thought you were going to mention that um, just, a, just a quick look for the game tomorrow what do you think um, what sort of threat Brighton will pose against us and um, what should we be looking out for
2: well Lalanne came off injured <clears> uh, in the last league game there so it'll be interesting to see if the wee man's fit because he was a good servant to Liverpool um, uh, but Brighton as a whole um, I think the guy's Done a really good job there He's got them organised And up and done really well They had a great game Against United there And just get picked At the last kick of the ball They gave away a penalty I think um, And they're useful Brighton are a useful team Well organised Good coach And players that, that Know what their jobs are So It won't be an easy game It'll well, be something they'll be looking forward to. And it'll be interesting to see if we have any players back. Oh, what we back. Obviously, we'd expect more to be playing after the coronavirus, but uh, maybe Jordan. I don't know if there's going to be anybody else. Uh, so the people that are injured, you miss, but they're not the important ones. The important ones are the ones that are there to play because they're the only ones that can affect the result. So I'm sure they'll, get, no, they'll give us a turn, but it's not going to be easy. They're difficult.
1: Play against Paul. Question More important than football. Did you set that up in the background? All that stuff? Like, have you? Did you like check the camera and go, Oh, yeah, I'm going to put this here and that there?
0: Well, I was you conscious. Know, to to get a a some, <clears throat> My guitars are normally there. The Beatles pictures is normally there, but I brought a couple of Liverpool bits of paraphernalia. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, I'm just yeah, wondering really why you got a picture on the couch.
0: The what? The picture. The yeah, I haven't. I, I'm a bit crap with DIY, so I haven't had a chance to put it up yet. What, Only been in the house now uh, 15 years, like. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought that, you're a, I've thought you're a,
2: chair, B- you DIY. a He's not built a chair
1: yet, Paul. It's no the picture he's worried of it. The pictures normally go on the wall. I'm just, you know, it's just the style, you know, with that beard and the well, pictures. Paul, of anybody,
2: chair. anybody who's got a hairstyle like that, you wouldn't know where these pictures went.
0: No, no. I think it's time to finish. So, Paul and Kenny, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you again. Cheers. Lovely decor,
1: Gav. Lovely decor, mate.
2: Gav, very impressive debut. Well done, Gav. Podcast Network.